What's going on? Mixed Master to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all, and I'm very excited because we are rapidly approaching Elvis Week 2022. And Grayson will welcome fans from around the world to Memphis, Tennessee to mark the 45th anniversary of Elvis's passing and honor the man, the star, the icon, the king of rock and roll. And one of the people who will be at Elvis Week 2022 in Memphis is my guest today. She's an American artist and illustrator, best known as the official artist for Elvis Presley Enterprises. She's drawn over 20,000 images of Elvis Presley. A retrospect of her work, 50 Years of Elvis, was on exhibit a few years back, and we're so proud and honored to welcome her to the show today. So please help me welcome in Miss Betty Harper. Betty, how are you? Just fine. Thank you for having me. No problem. And I, I appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us. As I mentioned, Elvis Week 2022 is rapidly approaching. So next week, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, everybody comes from all over the world to experience and remember the life and the memories of, you know, Elvis Presley. And you have had the honor of drawing over 20,000 different images of Elvis. I have a hard time drawing one image of Elvis. <laughs> so to say you did 20,000 is pretty impressive. Oh, well, yeah, he was he was my schooling. Though. That's, that's how I learned to draw was years I was growing up and drawing Elvis. Um. If I had people ask me, can you draw anything else? <laughs> I said, no, nope, that's it. I can only draw it. I can draw one thing and one thing only. Yeah, one thing and one thing only. That's it. I've got it. I don't quite have it down the way I'd like, but I can draw that. Well, when I yeah. approached you about being a guest on the show, I was my mind was spinning. I was like, okay, where do I start? Like, I mean... We could talk about every single image you've drawn, but that would take forever. And I didn't know where to start the questions. And, you know, we want to obviously talk about Elvis, but you, you've done more artists other than Elvis. So, you know, there was a little bit of a, a little fib there. Mm -hmm. She does know how to draw more than just Elvis. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess the first thing I want to do is kind of let everybody who is not familiar with your work, first off, shame for not looking into it. And then hopefully they will after this. But... <laughs> kind of give everybody a, a little bit of a rundown, like, you know, where you're from and how you got into doing artwork. Oh, wow. Um, I've been doing it since I was very young. Um, as far as where I'm from, my dad, I was born in Florida. and uh, But my dad was in the service. So we traveled a lot. I think that the shortest time we were ever in one place was we were in Panama City for six months one time. But the longest was two and a half years. Like I, I did my uh, first and second grades in France and my 11th and 12th grades in France. And um, overall, I did 17 schools in 12 years. Wow. Um, as far as the drawing, um, I, my dad said I, I was always diddling and doodling. I, I, I don't recall that. But there was a, um, when I was about the fourth or fifth grade, there was a, a boy that sat in front of me and, and he doodled a lot. And uh, it just fascinated me. So one day I asked him, I said, you know, can you teach me how to do that? That's really, that's really neat. And he said, no, just, just watch me. So I, I watched him and then I started drawing uh, the comics, you know, that were in the newspapers on Sunday. And, and then I started drawing everything around me. If it stood still, then I, then I drew it. I'd sit in the car from my dad worked in the garage where my dad worked on his car and I would draw the car, draw him work, any, anything. I drew anything. And, um, one day, I think I was in about the sixth, seventh grade, maybe sixth grade, 
And uh, one of my friends said, well, have you ever tried drawing real people? And I thought, no, outside of drawing the Phantom, who was one of the comic strip characters at the time, mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't really drawn anybody live person. So um, we had pads of paper that we used at school. They were called big sheaf pads. And um, at the time, they were, they'd have Gene Autry or Roy Rogers or, you know, some Western star on it. Mine had Roy. And so I drew Roy, and Roy was the first person, first real person that I ever drew. And then from there, I, I you know, I set up one night and drew Jack Parr when he had this. He started the Tonight Show. Um and then I, it just, drawing people just fascinated me. And of course, all of this was at the same time that, uh, that rock and roll was starting and Elvis was coming on the scene. And, uh, so I started drawing Elvis and, and I, I drew, I drew all, all the others too, Ricky Nelson, Fabian Frank Avalon, just, you know, Paul Anka, all of them. Mm-hmm. But I always came back to, to Elvis. He just, he just fascinated me. So most of this was self-taught then. It wasn't, uh, I mean, did you go to schooling for, you know, like any kind of formal, like, teachings for it or? Well, you know, we we had art classes in school each year. And um, I did that up until until my 10th grade. And when I was in the 10th grade, it was strange. I signed up for the art class and and they wouldn't let me take it. They said, oh, this class won't do you any good, you know. (laughs) It won't do you any good. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, okay, whatever, which was wrong, you know. Yeah. Everything does you good. You learn something all along the way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, um, at the time, was Abilene Christian College in, in uh, Abilene, Texas. Went out there for one year, and I had uh, had art classes. Uh, and I remember one day that our, our tables were in a big circle, so the teacher could walk around and just look over the table and see what we were doing. And he had us drawing the skeleton. We were drawing legs, skeleton legs. And uh, so I drew this, the skeleton, and um, I got done and was just sitting there doing nothing. So I started putting the muscles on it and drawing the muscles and drawing the legs. You know. And he came around and he said, what? How'd you know? How'd you know about that? How'd you, you just, you know, I said, well, it's just that's just the way it looks, you know. So, but the drawing Elvis was always what I went back to. You know, I, I'd draw Elvis, and then I'd be up all night drawing Elvis, and then go to school the next day. I got in trouble so many times in class. It's just, <laughs> you know. Well, other people were playing his music and, and dancing and singing along, and you were just sitting there drawing Elvis. Yeah, drawing Elvis. I and I used to, I had a. For years, I had notebooks, these big two two inch binder notebooks, and I would just put them in plastic and put them in those and keep them. And then in the seventies, I started taking those and using them for and turning them into envelopes. And when I write people, I'd use them for for the envelope. Now I know you were approached from I guess was it the, the record label at the time to commission to do a drawing of Elvis? How did like how did that come about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was um, a couple of months after Elvis died, mm-hmm. and I got a call from um, uh, Jerry Bradley at RCA, who okay. I'd been doing some album covers for. And uh, he had Felton Jarvis there, and Felton, I talked to him, and he wanted 
painting done of Elvis. And he said, there's a specific picture that I want. He says, Aloha. And he said he was just so happy and content and just so thrilled when he did that show. And he said, I, I've seen stuff that's around that's been done, and I've seen what's this house. And he said, I want you to paint a picture of Elvis of the Aloha. So I did. It was 20 by 24. And when I got through painting it, it you know, oil takes a long time to dry so when I delivered it to him at, at uh, Jerry's office, it was um, it was wet, you know. But he took it to the framers, and he wouldn't even leave it with him. He just had him measure it. He said, you call me when it's done, and I'll bring it back and wait for you to put the frame on it. Hmm. But, yeah, that was for Felton Jarvis, Elvis's record producer. That now, was in 1977. Now, how did they catch wind of, like, I mean, did, did you ever submit anything to anybody or – like, how did they catch wind of your, your work? Uh, well, I moved to Nashville in order to do artwork, uh, album covers and things like that. Okay. And um, I had been doing that for several years. Uh, and I did a lot of work for Loretta Lynn and Jim Reeves. And I, I did three album covers for Jim Reeves. Uh, so I've been working with Jerry and, and some of the other record labels for you know, for years. So um, Felton had seen had seen my work. I did a, used to in in Nashville in October. They had what they called the disc jockey the DJ convention, and it was in October, and they had it at the municipal auditorium. And uh, the disc jockeys from all over the world would come and you know network. And uh, RCA wanted me to do uh, a composite of all of their country stars at the time, you know, Chet and Dolly and, and all of them. So I did. It, the, it was about a four-foot-by-four-foot four piece of work. Uh, Chet's face in the middle was life-size, and then everybody else radiated out from, from that. They took that and made a print of it that said RCA Records across the bottom, and it was the size of a, an album, and they gave those away at the disc jockey convention. So they were well aware of of, uh, of my work, RCA was. Mm-hmm. Now, what gives you the, um, I guess, like the idea or inspiration to do the different Elvis, you know, photos and drawings? And because I mean, twenty thousand, like, like I said, that's that's a lot of lot of work to be, you know, coming up with different ideas. Um, how do you have the ideas? Like, what sparks the different um, poses and, and different looks that you do? Well, for a long time, and, and it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yes, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of years if you stop and look at that. But in the beginning, when I was drawing, I mean, I I didn't know anything. Everything was line drawing. You know, I just I'd sketch this. You know, sketching, doing this, sketching, doing that. I didn't even think about anything else. And then um, I learned about shading. So then I started adding some some shading in, and that happened. Um, I think I was probably in the 10th, 10th grade when that happened, and I was visiting my grandmother in Alabama, and she lived in a small town. And my cousin and I were, were uh, she lived out in the country. We were driving into town, and there was an art studio. And uh, I asked her, when we passed it, I saw the sign, and I said, what is that, you know? And um, she told me, and I said, well, let's, you know, let's just take a look. So I stopped, and and. I don't remember the man's name. 
and I went in and saw his work, and it was just beautiful, the, the way he shaded and everything. And, and I told him that I liked to draw and what I did. And he said, well, well, bring me some of your stuff, and I'll just I'll show you some things. So we ran back to the house. I got a couple of drawings and went back to him, and he showed me some about shading. So from there, it changed. And once it, once it changed, then, of course, it, got, it took longer to do pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just build on that as you, as you go along, you know. And he taught me there's no such thing as lines. Everything's just shade. You're just going from one shade to the next. And uh, so from that point, the lines disappeared for me. And as I went on, that, that developed even more. Now, on average, how long does it take to do one of your pieces of work? I guess it depends on, you know, size and, you know, the materials. But on average, you know, what's a, a normal turnaround time for something yeah it does depend on, on a lot of things and, and if you look out over the years it depends on how much time you have to work on it you know when i was growing up that's all i had to do i didn't have to do anything else except go to school um so i just knocked them out one right after another but then here again i was knocking out very elementary type drawings as compared to what i do now um now I'll start, when I get an idea, I'll start it, and I usually will work on it, come back to it, look at it, think about it. You know, it can take a few days to do it, or I can just have it in my head and just sit down and in a few hours do it, depending on the size. Mm -hmm. What is the the largest that you've done? I know you mentioned about doing, like, the life-size, you know, type paintings but what is the largest um most detailed image that you've done Uh, the largest one i've done of elvis was uh 30 inches by 40 inches and it's a full image of him sitting up against the wall holding a a monkey kind of teddy bear stuffed animal okay that took took me a little while to do mainly because it's so awkward to work on as as big as it as it was Mm mm-hmm now, what and when you you do these different images and you know people like the people did it come to you with like a specific like you said about the doing the specific uh, you know image of Elvis you know like has there people that come to you and they're like they want to do something and you're just like I don't know if that would work or like like what input do you have when people come to you when they want to have like a commission work done? Oh. Uh. The first thing I ask them, if, if it's Elvis, I say, what time period do you want? You know, so we established, do you want the, the early 50s? Do you want the 60s? Seven, you know, set up a time period. And then I like to be able to have the freedom to just go with it from there. And I'll have to, of course, use pictures of them to go from. So I say, don't give me pictures that you don't like. If there's something about a picture you don't like, don't give it to me, you know. Um, and then I'll take the, the time period, find the best pose that will go well with the pictures that they give me mm-hmm. to go by. I've done a lot of those, lots and lots and lots of those. I did one. I, in fact, I saw it yesterday. I, I'd forgotten all about it. And I was going through some files on my computer, and it was um, a guy, and he was a big horse person. He wanted to be on a horse, and he wanted Elvis on a horse, and it's the two of them on horses riding, you know. So I've done a lot of those. 
Now, is there a piece of the Elvis collection that you particularly in, enjoy the most, like your favorite piece of Elvis that you have ever done? You mean a favorite drawing? A draw- that, that yeah. Is, uh, a specific drawing? Um, yeah. I have a couple. Uh, and one of them's hanging above my head right now, and there's one hanging in the living room, and there's one hanging in my art room. And those three pretty well stay on the wall. Is there any that you would never part with? Well, probably those three. Probably those three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, along with that, you've also uh, I've had multiple books published, correct? Mm-hmm. And kind of tell yeah. everybody about that. Oh. Uh, my first book was published in 79, and it was done by Bantam. Um, ooh, that's a long time ago. Let me stop and think here. <laughs> Um, I was in a local uh, Hallmark store, actually, that, that had a book section to it. And um, I was going through some books, and I was getting ready to walk out, and there was a, a book that had not been pushed all the way back in. So I was interested, and I picked it up, and it was a collection of Frank Frasetta's, uh science fiction art. And I thought, wow, this is really – I like this. This is cool. So Mrs. Scarborough, who – on the store, I asked him about it, and I said, "Gosh, I'd like to do a, a book like this with, you know, with my artwork." And um, he said, "Well, if you're going to send it, he said, let me give you let me give you a couple of names because he said that they get so many submissions that you know it just goes off the side of the desk and out that out that door." So he gave me the name of the man at uh, Bantam, was vice president. And I sent five or six little five by seven pictures of of some of my artwork, and then I didn't you know I didn't hear anything. And then one day the phone rang and and Sky says you know well I got your pictures I like what you saw I like what I saw um, I'm going to come see you if you if you got enough we'll do a book if you don't we won't. I thought okay, so it was October it, I think. It was Halloween when he called, and it was May when he came. And between that time and when he came in May, I did every picture that was in the book. I wanted to make sure I had enough artwork that he could choose from to do the book. So he came in, Stan Reisner was his name, with the art director, Lynn Leone. And um, Lynn just went through the house. And picked out this and this and this and this and this. And he said, this is what we'll use right here. And uh, I said, how long does it take from the time, you know, you decide what you're going to do till the book comes out? And Mr. Reisner said, oh, it takes oh, it takes a year. To, it takes a long time. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. I said, okay. Well, three months later, the book was out. You know, they had already put it together and it was on the market. And that was the newly discovered drawings of, uh, of Elvis. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. Now, how many books to date have you had published? Uh, three art books like that, and one was a um, coloring book. Cool. Called "Color My World." Uh-huh, okay. Of, El- of Elvis, you know, with with puzzles and and mazes and games and things like that, and then pictures of Elvis to to color. Now, how was that? How was that experience? I mean, going from uh, you know, you, you look at a lot of your work, and it's there, you know, it's very there's some realistic stuff, and then you also like 
you have some of the the kids stuff like the coloring book and everything how did was it a, a weird adjustment to be able to kind of channel in you know something that a child would be able to look at and be able to color like, how did you go about doing that process um well, I'm an illustrator, so I like to do a lot of different things anyway. Mm-hmm. So to adventure into something that I hadn't done before was was intriguing, very intriguing. Um, it took me a long time to to figure it out because I, you know, we're talking, you know, I didn't have the internet to go to YouTube and say, how do you do this? Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of figure it out as I went along. And it it just was a fun process. And I did a, um, I know what the other one was. I did a, um, an action comic of Jailhouse Rock, and just recreated that movie as an action comic. Very awesome. Yeah. Now, what is uh, you know, as we 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 stop and we look at it, it's forty five years from the passing of Elvis, and you stop and you like just take a pause and you think about that forty five years. That's a very long time. And. Long time. So much, you know, has changed in the world and, you know, the technology and everything. Um, and I, I always ask people, I was like, you know, if, if Elvis were still here in a physical form today, like, what do you think his feelings would be towards all this outpouring and love and, you know, the new movie that's out? And it's just so many people 45 years later still having that, that impact on people of all ages. Yeah. You mean as if, if he was kind of standing back and looking at all of it? Yeah, like what do you, what do you if think? He was at, yeah, if he was actually here, you wouldn't have all of that. Yeah. Because that's been, you know, developed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he'd been amazed, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he would have been amazed. I mean, the movie, I, I was, you've seen I the movie, I would assume, fans. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that. I loved, he loved his fans. You know, you don't you don't find you don't find any entertainers that are as connected to their fans and say, "Oh, I have the best fan club" or whatever. But I mean, he would love them, he would hug them, he would kiss them. He, you know, he never ever said no to an autograph, never ever said no to a picture. You know, I mean, he he mm-hmm. was always there for them in any time, anywhere. I've oh. I've I've attended Elvis Week a couple times and uh, having conversations with people in Memphis. They said he would walk down the street or whatever, and he like they would just give things away to people. Like he was just such a mm-hmm. giving personality. And again, it's to me, it's it's amazing that forty five years later that we are still celebrating the legacy. You know, and I had a conversation with someone not too long ago about how much he influenced so many people that are performers today. You know, like he influenced people that influenced people. You know, and it's just. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Graceland, and I was like, that was that was MTV Cribs before, you know, MTV Cribs, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the, the different, you know, the jewelry, the suits. Um, yeah. Is there a particular yeah. um, Elvis memory that is something that just always stands out to you? Mm. I put About you on the him. spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got um, through twenty seven minutes, so many, and then we put you on the spot. <laughs> right. There's so there's so many ways to 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 look at that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Elvis and uh, you, entertainers always say that, but he inspired people that weren't entertainers too, just like mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know, the, the time I spent with him. I mean, I mean, I, you feel like your friends because we spent so we spent so many 
so much time together over all these years. I've studied and studied so many different emotions and looks and everything in, in drawing him. And um, when, when I did my first book, uh, a friend of mine, Jim Ritz, who did the music for the uh, Elvis, the movie that Dick Clark did back in uh, 79 or late 70s, mm-hmm. uh, he wrote the foreword to the book. And um, in the foreword, he commented about um, Elvis's, um, the way he inspired people and how people wanted to be like him. But what Jim said, what he realized was he wanted to be as successful, you know, uh, as good at what what he did as Elvis was at what he did. He inspired him to to just reach out a little further and, and just be better. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we got that because we grew up with it. The, the younger, you know, the the newer generations that have come along, they they don't have that Elvis. They yeah. have the, the music and the, what is it? But the people that grew up with Elvis, they have the man that inspired everybody to be better than they were or to want to be better than they were. And a great thing about it is, like I said, we're approaching Elvis Week and people that are going to be, you're going to be attending Elvis Week and you are going to be available at the uh, the, the store there across from the guest, Graceland? Yeah. yeah I'll the, be at the uh, gift shop at the guest house. Okay. Yeah. And people can, I mean, you'll have copies of your, your, your prints and people will be able to, you know, grab a photo and autograph with you and... Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. So what's, I mean, obviously you've done Elvis Week before, so it's not, you know, new to you. But if somebody who is not, who's never been to Elvis Week, what's something that you can kind of prepare them for? Like, what's something that they, you know, advice you would give them? Like, this, you have to do this, you, you know, at, while you're here. Oh, gosh. Um, just be open to anything because a bi- the big thing over the years is, the friendships that have been made. Mm-hmm. People come and, and they don't know somebody and they meet them and they're, they're friends for the rest of their life, you know. Um, but the friends the friends you'll make is, is a big part of it. Yeah, I always tell people, I said, the one thing you you have to do, you have to attend the, the candlelight visual. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, that there, just to see the outpouring. And like you said, you make friends. It's like you're talking to people yeah. and you're listening to music and everybody's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. it's like everybody knows everybody, and you you've just right. met these people for the first time, and I think mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing is that you know we're all here for one purpose, and you know it's 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 pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still friends with people that I met, you know, forty six, forty seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, you just you just make such such bonds. Elvis just brought people together. Elvis yeah. still brings people together. And the cool thing with the technology now is there's more ways to stay in touch with people. You know, right. you think about it back then, it was, you know, probably writing a postcard, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now yeah. now we got emails and we have social medias and things that I'm Woo. I'm learning about new stuff every day. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm aging, you know, at warp speed. When people would tell me about something, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's cool yeah. that we have, you know, the ways of communication and staying in touch with people. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sharing the memory of, you know, Elvis. Um, yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask, though, about, you know, staying in touch with people. How often do you stay in touch with the, the Presley family? Like, do you communicate with any of them on a regular basis? No, no. Um, just the people at EPE. Okay. Jack Soden and, and Regina, 
the people there. I, I haven't talked. It's been a few years since I've talked to Priscilla. Um, no. Now, how often did they, the, the, you know, Elvis Enterprises, did they, you know, contact you about doing something? Is it, you know, as often well, as I, it was? Thing, uh, no, it's because it's different. Yeah. And it, 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 that's not how it works. It, um, since the last sale of the company where it was split up, one, one person owns the, Memphis Park, that's the, the merchandising there. Of course, Lisa Marie owns Graceland and okay. all of that, okay? But the business part of it is owned by one person. The licensing, the likeness, image, all that stuff belongs to somebody else in New York, ABG. Okay. So if somebody wants to make a product or, any, or make a movie or make anything, then they go to New York and go through ABG. Gotcha. If somebody wants to make a product that they only want to sell at Graceland, then they go through Graceland. Interesting. Now, for a lot of for a lot of years, they just had they had their before the sales started happened. They had their own uh, licensing department in house, so they were responsible for everything. And when that was going on for that was a lot of years. Um, they would contact contact us and say, you know, uh, art. We need artwork. We want artwork, you know. And they they built a website, and all the artwork was put on that website. If somebody wanted to make a T-shirt or um, whatever, then they went to the website and they picked the pictures. They had to make the product, a sample, send it to uh, Graceland to the licensing department, and a lady named Carol Butler who was fabulous would um she oversaw all that and then she would send it to us and say you know do you like this do you like the way it looks or whatever and i would say yes and so you know so then they'd either make it or not make it it Mm. just depended but now it's all it's it's all different now i was gonna say it seems like it's a it's a it's a you know you don't think about the process that the steps that it takes to have something like that done you know from people from the outside think it's like oh yeah you just you think of an idea tomorrow it's done and you know, bada bing, bada boom, and there it goes. You know, but there's actually yeah. a lot of a lot of footwork that goes it into time. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of time. And one of the things from beginning to end. And one of the things you mentioned, a nice little segue there, was about the website. So for people that are interested in finding out more about you, uh, where can they find you at online? Like, do you have a, you know a website and everything where people can yeah. kind of stay connected? Yeah, it's BettyHarper.com. Very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very simple. <laughs> I always tell very people simple. when we have guests on, it's like, you can't find it. You got the old Google machine there. Just type in Betty Harper and mm-hmm. come up. But, you know, BettyHarper.com. Yeah. Right. Uh, you type in Betty Harper, all kinds of stuff comes up. Wikipedia, every, everything comes up. Um, and then I have uh, a lot of different categories of, of artwork on my site. And then there's an Elvis category and a country music and um jazz music and blues and you know there's just different western mm-hmm. that that you have to have access to well i encourage everybody to come out and see you you'll be there what the, like four days was it the four days no there? i'll be there um show starts the 11th okay. and uh, closes on the 16th okay so you're there for all every day wow yeah yeah so it's we'll a, a long every day long long little uh trip there but well worth the the visit you know well it's fun it is. Yeah. It really is. It, it's just. It's fun. It it it's just a lot of fun. 
And Everybody I, just has a good time. I'm glad to be able to attend Elvis Week again this year after missing it last year. You know, we with the pandemic, a lot of things were a little weird, and you know, we were kind of just you know tiptoeing through everything, trying to figure out you know how everything's going to go. And you know, I'm yeah. glad to get back on that course to say I'm going to be there. So I encourage everybody to come check Betty out. She'll be at the the guest house. Um, store there, so she'll be there, available for you know autographs and photos and you know chit chat and uh, you know it's just it's been really remarkable and, and an honor to have you on, you know to be oh, able to have that much memories and you know just you're part of the history of Elvis yeah. Presley and to be able yeah. to speak. And we're going to gonna have a we're going to have a giveaway every day. We're going to have a, a raffle thing. They ever give oh, something away cool. every day at four o'clock because I'll be there. The art show is up. Once I set it up, it's it's up because it's in the gift shop. But I will be there from 1 to 4 o'clock each day. And at 4 o'clock, we're going to have a, a raffle. Okay. And we'll be giving away uh, products that have my, my artwork on it. So you said you're going to be um, at Elvis Week this year? I will. I will be at Elvis Week. I, I, I plan on seeing you there. Okay, I was going to say I plan on I want to I want to I'd like to meet you. Yes, I would love to meet you too. Um, you had showed me your newest piece. Uh, I guess I'm assuming it was the newest piece with Elvis with the the white rhinestone suit. Um, mm-hmm. are you going to have copies of that there? Yes. yes okay. Well, Put one, one aside for me. Yeah. Put two aside. <laughs> I'm going to be grabbing two of those when I'm there. And again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a true pleasure and an honor to have you on. And, uh, you know, we, it, we so many exciting things next week. So, so many people are going to be there. It's just, you know, it's going to oh, be an amazing time. Yeah, because the Europeans are traveling again, and this will be the first time in, what, yes. two years? Yeah. So, and uh, it's a, uh, uh, we've always found that uh, the five years, mm-hmm. 40, 45, yeah. uh, are the biggest, biggest times for attendance. So, it, so it'll it, be busy. It'll be fun. I mean, we got, we, put your rollers, put your roller skates on if you want advice. Put your roller <laughs> skates on. Sleep before you go. Yeah, <laughs> you can sleep Carry on the plane. Snacks. You can sleep on the plane going you know, home. Yeah. If you're not watching <laughs> one of Elvis's movies on your phone, you know, and just yeah, yeah, k- yeah. Kick back, relax, and and just enjoy your time in Memphis. You know, we got we got some uh, people that are like you said traveling from Europe and everything. So it, it, mm-hmm. making up for some lost time this year. You know, have some Memphis oh, yeah. barbecue, listen to some Elvis music, and check out Betty at the Guest Town store. And uh, Betty, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you, Bill. I really appreciate it. All right. I'll see you in Memphis. Yes, we will see you in Memphis. Uh, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Betty Harper, the Elvis artist, and you are listening to MMB Radio with Mix Master B.